Welcome to Real Talk with Rio and Mirth, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is Rushism. Become a cult member today, estrange your friends and family, and devote your life to the pursuit of awesomeness. Lots of things to talk about this week. Murph, are you ready? I've just wetted my whistle, and I'm ready to go. Fantastic. Uh, okay, in a little while, we'll be talking about the whole storyteller situation. Uh, but first, I want to cover off uh, something that's brought up after our last podcast, and that's the naming of accounts that are starting to climb into the mix. Um, now, I know we've had a lot of feedback from the last one. Most of it's been positive, but there was a couple of people um, with dissenting opinions and, and thinking it wasn't quite right that we were naming, uh, especially techers, uh, giving the realm numbers out. And then two of the realms that we'd mentioned ended up going to war. Now, I've had a lot of PMs from people um, sending messages. So I... I'm pretty sure that we didn't influence it, that something was going to be happening anyway. Um, I'm not sure if you've had much feedback as well, like privately or within the group, but I do think that maybe we should be a little bit more conscious about kind of naming stuff or, or predicting stuff or kind of giving ideas that may be seen as influencing the round going forward. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, the naming of the names, right? I, I think we can keep that general right and just say techers or or you know converters in general right exactly yeah i think if we could just stick to that you know i think it's, it's all fine talking about stuff that's already happened um but yeah if we just kind of keep it general from from here on out and hopefully that won't upset anybody else so uh just before we uh we, we came on the air we were, were talking uh, about a lot of the feedback and you were saying there's there's been a few requests on things that, that people would like us to speak about Absolutely. One of the big requests is coming about this war with uh, between Realm 7 and Realm 10. Yep. And what would people like to know? What are thoughts on it? Whether whether it was okay or, or just what happened with it? I think they want to seek out our opinions and just kind of feel what, what, we're, what our thoughts are on it. And to me, like, you know, I think it's tons of fun, right? The more wars out there, you know, the more scrappy the round gets, you know, to me, that just equals fun for everybody, right? And with, you know, you, you never want to have a situation where you have a realm that's just kind of walking around with impunity, thinking they can just do no harm. And, you know, there's going to be no consequences coming their way, right? Yeah, exactly. I was actually, uh, same opinion as you. When I saw what happened, we, we probably did the same thing as a lot of people did, which is, figure out was it a sinking campaign or something else so you look at the ops you figured out what's happening based on resilience and and ultimately i think it's fine i think you know if people um if, if people are around and we know that the top guys have got black hoppers in their range why shouldn't they use them and so i actually thought you know what good move by by round seven um, i just thought kudos to them yeah, and I also think it's kind of funny with the the strategy that that like is doing right now. It's kind of like a game of peekaboo, right? He's he's dropping guard. He's going. He's bottom feeding. He's going back into the guard. He's making seventy five hits, right? It's just you don't know. It's very unpredictable, which I think is a good strategy to have, right? You don't want to be too predictable. Exactly. I think he's doing exactly what he should be doing. Um, I, I imagine that there's some experience in there from from playing the runaways before because. They've played it really, really well. Um, from once they got into the good position, I've I've liked most of the moves that they've done with the bottom feed in, with the hidden people when they can, with the with the black ops when they can. Um, they've just they've done what they should be doing. And when we were talking about mistakes last uh, last time out, I know there have been probably a few, but overall they've done pretty well. And the rounds that they've been competing with have done pretty well as well. It's no been not really been many glaring errors. To, to kind of pick up on where you just think, you know, stupid move, why did they do that? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I also like to see, you know, Realm 10 not taking this war lane down, right? We can see, if you're looking at the Crier, right, they're going to take that wonder from Seven, which ultimately could leave him open to Black Ops in the future if they end up taking that wonder, right? Which is another interesting development in the story. Absolutely, it's um, and it's the risk that they've kind of they've had to take with with Warring Ten, Warring a Realm. It's perfect for them to to take it. Why shouldn't they? So 
it's, it'd be interesting. I think there's a lot of round left to be played now. Um, so that development, which then ended up ultimately kicking off, I think a lot of the other stuff that's happened um, with the whole storyteller situation. And uh, that's actually something that we we were quite lucky enough to have Slater join with us um, a little bit earlier today. So we'll be hearing from him shortly. Did you also want to talk about um, what's kind of happened or, you know, blink if you miss it, what's happened in the, in the crier here earlier today? Uh, yeah. So, so this is, um, so for people's information, we're, we're recording this on, on the Saturday and, so after all the talk of the storyteller situation with the, the raise and suicide and, and farm out, essentially, just as we were going into recording, we saw the same situation, somebody else from his realm who's apparently completely suicided to farm out. Uh, I guess, I can't see now, but I guess there were hits made and that have now all apparently been deleted and rolled back. So in this situation, there has been a rollback completely um so different to, to what happened before but I, I guess if it was even more blatant more obvious and there was time to do it then then that's what's happened but i don't know how do you feel about that i think you know if you're consulting slimer on how much defense you need to leave to be safe you're gonna have issues right well i, I think it's safe to say that nobody's really consulting anyone about the safe defense in that realm anymore <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure okay so as mentioned we both spoke to slater a little bit earlier this evening and he's given us a bit of his insight into the whole situation from the last couple of days so here it is <laughs> Okay, uh, special guest time. We are joined by Slater, the now infamous storyteller, and he's here to give us some insight into his round and especially what happened in the past 48 hours. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And as the name suggests, I do have a story to tell, apparently. So so I was just thinking, before we get into the recent raise and hits, um, why don't you just tell us about your round in general, what worked, what didn't, and uh, maybe if you want to give your side of anything that we talked about last week or, or anything, um, please just, just go ahead and, and let us know how, how you think everything's gone. Yeah, my round, it was one of the worst rounds ever I ever played, I think. Uh, I did a lot of mistakes. The round started off very, very bad. Uh, right OP, I got uh, one of my hits uh, sniped from me, so it was a below 75% hit. I had in increased costs and no prestige and everything. So uh, right then, I knew this wasn't going to be a very good round. But uh, yeah, then it, as it went on, mm, I kept hitting and everything, and then we uh, we got to... I think day six or day seven, whatever it is, when you can declare war first. Uh, and our like sent out. We realized he could be hit by seven like. And uh, yeah, we tried to come up with a plan to yeah basically stop them from hitting us. And the plan turned out to be that we would war them, sink their like, so uh, yeah, so as to um, to save our our like my my pack mate actually. Um, it was obviously not a very good plan with uh, seven having like I don't know four or five DEs. The game is down right now, so I can't check. Um, and also a halfling, so they were basically much better set up for a war than than we were. But it was the decision we made, and so we sunk the like first, saved our like. He got his hit in. We uh, managed to to train some defense, and except for two dominions that. Uh, one got hit very early on, even without the war bonus, so that hit might have just happened anyway. Um, and then we had one Dominion. He's a player that's new to, to attacking all around, so I really don't want to blame him too much for for the hits that happened. But uh, he did get continuously hit uh, with the war bonus, which which definitely helped the seven like to to be in the position where he where he ended up and where he is now. And um, what we did was 
we noticed the the orc he was pushing mad offense like a lot of savages and his defense was kind of shaky so we decided because we actually got i actually got very lucky this time around and we have like nine or ten people in the discord all really really actually pretty active and so we decided that it was time to uh, to snare the orc so we snared the orc down so that um that we could hit him we had to actually take some time off and four got the first hit on the orc but then after that it was just uh, the orc was dead we we managed i think i managed to hit him twice our like managed to hit him uh and he ended up just being yeah being out of the game completely the the war that you did it was almost just like an impromptu thing it wasn't it wasn't a case of you guys all kind of training spies and wizards just now nah, we were completely not set up for for a war we had zero preparation none of us had had very good uh spice per acro or wizards per acro and we basically just just winged it at that point because uh our like he just wasn't prepared for the spec push that um that seven went for and kind of got blindsided by it so we we were kind of forced into action i was just gonna say it was good though from retrospect right because that like was carrying next to no spies or wizards, right? So even if you guys weren't prepared, whatever you had on tap, right, was enough, right? Because he was just using his realmies as his ops bitches at that point. Yeah, completely. Our network trackers showed like 100 spies, uh, wizards combined on the orc. And I think for all of the first days, it showed 10 combined spies and wizards for the, for the like. So we were definitely sure that... Uh, that if we had to take action against these two dominions, there was not going to be any issue about that. Um, turns out the snaring went, uh, the the sinking went without any issues. The snaring, we got him down to to zero pretty easily. Um, so the so we could take out the orc. Um, obviously, they responded with fireballs. They they up their towers. I think three of the four uh, dark elves up their towers and started fireballing our. Um, our like, which uh, was kept at around five peasants, uh, 5k peasants for, for the next few days. So he was pretty much unable to train any defense while uh, the seven like was training up to hit him. We managed to prolong that hit for a few hours by... After, after the orc was already down, we managed to prolong the hit on our like um, by seven like by snaring him down. And in retrospect, we probably could have kept up the snare for a bit longer than i think we kept it up for 16 17 hours uh we could have kept it up for a little longer so so as to prolong the hit even even further um but we definitely could not have kept it up forever because obviously the issue with your whole realm committing to a snare is that you run low on uh, on spy strength uh, in general so that you uh, we were very short on ops on Realm 4, for example. Like, we barely had enough ops to find targets for ourselves. And uh, obviously, top offense checks were uh, yeah, basically not happening at that point. Um, so at some point, we decided we would uh, let him off the hook, let him regain, regain his withered strength. And obviously, because our, like, he was still being, um, he was still being fireballed, there was just no way out for him. Um, but at that point, we still felt that this was a decent trade. We're trading our like for the orc, which was looking very, very strong uh, when he went for his spec push. Um, yeah, but that's basically how the war went. I think the war finished when we um, when seven like went for our like in in his hit. He got hit by the firewalker in four. Then I decided to hit the Firewalker in 4, because if I could have hit the, the like in 7, I would have, but uh, he had enough defense, and the Firewalker left less defense for me to hit, so I hit the Firewalker. Um, I was completely expecting to be, at to be hit at least once, because I knew the Firewalker could uh, retell himself, but what I wasn't expecting was their Lizard to go for it. Uh, Just going back to the, the war with 7 there, were you surprised at all that they did not mutual war you i was very surprised at the time when it happened 
I did in the uh, in the light of recent events. I did uh, events. I did talk to uh, the Lycan Seven over Discord a lot, and um, it turns out his spec push wasn't actually for our like. Is at least what he told me. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. We don't know, but um, he told me they their plan was to war four at that point. Um, so they kind of got blindsided by us warring them, and yeah, were. Yeah, then they turned their attention to us. Uh, obviously, the, all of their their dark elves were low on mana from fireballing, um, from fireballing our like, and we kind of, yeah, kind of helped for. Not that we really wanted to, and not that we really knew that we would, but as it turns out, uh, we did save them from from being ward early and and uh, getting the fireball treatment. It's kind of yeah. interesting, actually, uh, when when you look at all this kind of situation in, in retrospect, because we often uh, w within within my pack or within my realm channels, we'll talk about whose kind of whose responsibility is for warring people or for taking people down. And usually, if you know there's, there's one realm on top, um, you'd expect like the second strongest or whoever's in best position to take them down, because you're in a danger of you know like like you kind of said, if if you take down the top one, then the second strongest might take over instead. So you're really kind of inadvertently helping somebody else out it's, it's really kind of fascinating for me and, and i think on your point of the um the seven um sorry not the seven the, the lizard that hit you the four lizard yeah so i i didn't have ops on at the time but my my read on it was that you yourself had done a pretty strong suicide and that he was just able to kind of take an easy hit i didn't even have ops on on him because that's just the situation i just kind of assumed I had no idea that he actually was less defended than you. I thought that you'd overstretch yourself, um, and that's why you took a couple of hits. No, um, I was actually pretty well defended. I knew the only one that could break me uh, was that could break me for sure and leave rather safe defense was the Firewalker I hit. I knew that he could crack back on me, and um, the hit on him was actually pretty funny. Not sure if you're interested in the story, but. Uh, we basically went for 30 minutes. Uh, I knew he had um, surreal perception up, and I kept doing ops on him. I kept barracks buying him, kept castles buying him, and he ended up investing all his resources, releasing all his spies and wizards over the course of like 30 to 40 minutes. That was a, that was, I think, the most most fun experience of the round. But uh, either way, yeah, I I did completely neglect the fact that um, the the list was 200 acres. At least I think to around two hundred acres smaller than me was able, or maybe a hundred, uh, was able to hit me mm, at that point, and I completely expected it to be a to be a suicide and him to be hit at least at least twice, maybe three times. But as it turns out, his his defense was fine. Everyone was spent at that point because obviously the point was also that um, seven like was uh, top offense at that point had sent, so everybody was looking to. To follow him to to get his, their hits in, and I just gotta give props to to the four lizard to who chose a great time and uh, got away got away with it completely unscathed. Um, while I then after he hit me, I also ate the hit from the firewalker and ended up not not gaining as much as I had hoped to gain. But in fairness to you, the you know we we mentioned this last week, you managed to stay in touch the whole round you know you've, you've not been at the top but you've been right there so with with the race of liz it's it's pretty difficult to kind of stay in touch for that long so you've done decently to to really kind of just stay in there right up until you know a couple of days ago where um i guess we can we can kind of move on up to that point where you essentially had to take a chance and and then um if you just want to share what's happened um with all of that but I, I just want to say yeah you know like well done for actually staying Staying there the whole way through. I honestly have no idea how that happened because I also bounced in between somewhere. As I said, the round I really didn't play well. This round, I uh, I managed to bounce on a on a Aris, uh, Aris call drop hit on Ajani Goldmain, the the spirit that yeah let's <laughs> let's call it how it is uh, the spirit that that farmed out to a lot of people, but. Um, 
I managed to bounce on him, and at that point, I was basically done with the round. My pack managed to to get me back on and to to, to keep trying. I hit two bots. I I kept grinding basically uh, bottom range hits, and I found myself honestly no idea, but I found myself uh, uh, in a position where. I was still able to be threatening to um, to the seven like, and for the most time until yeah, what happened on on Friday, um, we were actually training pretty equally. I I was able to keep up the training. We had around the same peasants for like the past week, maybe five days, six days, um, and. I was always in the position to uh, to have to bounce between four Firewalker Marble matchup. Um, he'd been sitting sitting for a very very long time, and he had his his offense was obviously kind of suicidal, but he had pushed a very decent amount of offense. Um, so I was always bouncing between him and Seven Like, and I had to take shots in between there with either one being able to hit me, but. My my suicide offense, my my flex uh, offense, always threatening them to be hit back, and then the uh, uh, the other one. So either if four hit me, seven would gain a big uh, a big chunk of land of me, um, or if seven hit me, I would hit them back, and then four would gain a big chunk of land. So <laughs> I was kind of uh, trying to uh, to thin the needle there and. Uh, to yeah to just survive and and keep growing alongside seven like um obviously it helped that he had to settle for bottom feeds i wasn't very happy about people offering him bottom feeds especially your realmy mave um um but um at least that meant that uh, he would spend a lot of uh, he, a lot more hours spending uh, i mean building his land uh, compared to me, who was still able to hit with uh, reduced construction costs. So we ended up in the spot that happened on Friday. They ward Realm 10. Um, once they ward, I waited for like one or two hours. I checked uh, both the Dwarf and the Orc, who were both uh, going to enter uh, the Likes range with their with their recent hits. Um, the dwarf had zero resilience um, on spice or whiz, but the orc obviously had like fifteen percent, I think, four hundred fifty resilience on spice. So it was kind of obvious they had snared him down. I knew when his acres were coming in. My plan was to be online at that point, uh, at that hour, at the end of that hour, and refresh my my town crier um, or seven's realm page as often as I could and try to sneak in the hit just after the the like hit because it was kind of obvious he was going for it at that hour. What ended up happening is it was an incredibly busy day at work. I managed to um, get to the PC with like two, maybe three minutes left before the hour change. I had to retake ops on my pos po potential targets, which were like two, the werewolf that, uh, the, the like that I ended up hitting and another orc that had bounced before that would have been like around the 200 acid. Um I had to retake ops and because I was so short on time while I was retaking ops and uh, recalking everything trying to enter, to get my attack set up um yeah the hour change just happened and so I uh, I missed the hour change I missed the opportunity to send in the same hour as seven like which had me very frustrated so with my defensive casualties my 5 uh, 5-4 offense wasn't actually enough to break him back I think I ended up around eight to nine k short, so I just uh, kind of blind sent on on seven like it was obviously a bounce. I was like ninety nine percent sure it was a bounce anyway. So anyway, I think the burning question for the community is: Did you consult Slimer on the defense needed to be safe? I actually did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I would have if I had the time, but as I said, the day was uh, really busy, and I basically didn't have as much time as I would like would have liked to have. Uh, um, but I'm sure Slimer would have told me that I was fine. So I guess the the big question is, and so ultimately, I think I think everyone can kind of forgive the the mistake of kind of you know having to send out a couple of hours late. And then if you 
if you set yourself up so that you'd be able to retail anything, even if it's a suicide retail, um, I think that's perfectly fine. I think I don't think anyone has any problem with it because ultimately, if you're able to kind of take huge acres back off someone, then they're less likely to go for you. But then at the point where you kind of realize you can't touch them, really, all I can think is the only the, the only hope is that you're attacking them will weaken them enough for somebody else to be able to attack them rather than go for you. Um, I guess what the big complaints are with the community is that you didn't really do enough damage to him in that way. All you really did was just kind of give your own acres away to lots of different people that weren't him. And that is the implied damage I do to him, you know, because uh, by him being out, there was no way he was going to get more of me. And To be to be completely honest, what I was hoping is that four orc and four dwarf would be the first two to hit me. I'm not sure why four wasn't really because one of them, right, was insanely close to hitting that like in seven because of the losses you did on him. Ah, all right. <laughs> I I didn't know that. I mean, that is obviously part of why I raised him. I. Like I said, I didn't have enough time to check all the ops and to, to be completely informed. My my goal was to do as much damage to the one that hit me. Even if, if four had hit me, I would have gone for them. I would have done exactly the same move, except for I would have been able to break them for sure. But um, if they had hit me, I would have suicided them back and given my Acris to, to seven in the process. Um, that was basically just the the move I was threatening for the past few days. And it felt like I had to go through with it. I I, I did definitely didn't want to be stuck in a position where I have the the potential runaway like on top of me and um, techers or or heavy heavy um, improvement in masonry doms um, on uh, yeah uh, below me on the bottom of me. So I I really didn't want to be stuck in that position. So yeah. for me it was. Definitely clear that the round was over at that point, and I just wanted to do what felt most uh, impactful. How, uh, if you were outside of this, so if you weren't someone that benefited, um, or say you're, yeah, say you, say you're realm seven, or you're one of the realms kind of that just didn't have enough to get any of this. How, how would you feel? Would you still feel it was an okay move, or, or do you think you'd be kind of on their side saying this isn't right can we do a rollback can we reduce the acres anything like that with how this turned out i'm completely fine with what the rules committee chose i i think i've said it a bunch of times on the discord as well when i decided to do it and when when i did the move i was completely aware how it would end up and that it would probably um result in um, me being locked and the acres being removed or at least the generated the, the generated acres being removed um, if I was in seventh spot honestly I think it's it's very tough to say it's really tough to say being on the other side of uh, of the um, of the whole incident but um, I think I would be fine because you have to give credit to to someone threatening one play and basically one play only for a few days and you kind of have to expect him to go through with it um i didn't really hurt um hurt seven like that much i mean we talked afterwards and he, and he he said yeah it's like three hours of of training that uh, i managed to get with the race so it really didn't hurt him that much as nobody else was able to follow uh, due to those casualties After all, I think I really would be fine with uh, with that. I'm, but I'm also fine with the acres being removed because it is. A, I'm not sure. I I don't want to swear, but it is a dick move to do to do it. Um, to to farm out to to everyone of the competition, but it is. It felt like, um, yeah, just like I said, I wanted to do the maximum amount of damage, and that didn't necessarily mean doing the maximum amount of damage to his dominion but I think the most damage was done by giving acres to uh, what are way more efficient dominions and uh, potential threats to his round win 
Well, and that's just it, right? You're speaking to sometimes emotions take over instead of logic, right? And sometimes that's just what you see. You have tunnel vision and, you know, all you see is red and boom, this is what you're going to do no matter what, right? That's a very good point because in my talks with uh, Seven Like, he pointed out several other options that I had that once I thought about it and once, because I, I Honestly, I hadn't considered what, what he was telling me uh, in, in our talks. And um, what he was telling me is uh, that I very much had different options. And at least one of those options, when I when I really thought about it and when I... Uh, now that I have some some distance to, to the events and some distance to, uh, to the suicide, um, he's actually... I, I think he's actually right that at least one of the options was a very good one and was probably the correct one to do but it was just a lot of build-up frustration about the round i think it's kind of uh, interesting that so i i don't 100 disagree with what you've done i in terms of I, i get your motivations because oftentimes what what i'll tend to do is i want to kind of like be the kingmaker decide i don't even care sometimes who wins i just decide who i don't want to win the round so like Murph's kind of just dedicated himself to Black Ops. I've done that a few times, or I'll threaten suicide against one specific person, um, one realm to do it. So so that kind of motivation kind of I'm okay with. I think it's just the only thing that I don't like is planting a suicide or, or a raise where my realm gets nothing from it and it only helps other people. That's where I kind of come through. I think that that little part of just your realm gets no benefit for it is where I think it's just kind of it makes the gray area just a little bit darker and um, and that's kind of like my stance on it but I don't know how you feel about that Murph well I think you know I'm of the opposite opinion right I think anytime you take acres out of the game is a bad decision for the community as a whole right in terms of removing them that had been gained Well, they gained them, they invaded them, right? And, you know, you have this all over the map of the rounds, right? Like you have different situations, different niche situations where it's obvious that, you know, someone has suicided and they don't necessarily come out and say, this is my intent, right? Which is what Slater did this time. So that's why all this has happened is because he outlined his intent. I think if it was not outlined, everything probably would have stood where it was. Which I think is good because everybody else is gaining acres, right? Which I think is a good thing for the game when you have growth all over the place. But you're almost giving free acres to, to people that if not, they, it's, it's essentially they're just getting a, a discount on them because they're, it's what's effectively somebody who's like decided they're going to help them out from a different realm and they're just, they're just handing them over. Whereas I get the point with it where it happens all over the map, but I do think that there's a difference when it's the top level players doing it that kind of know what's going to happen and they're deliberately feeding specific people rather than people that just don't know any better um, or they're just kind of playing, you know, like an undead or something where they're almost expecting to get hit, but it's not having, they're not doing it deliberately or maliciously to affect the overall round win outcome. Right, but I think it's dangerous for us to imply intent for these situations, right? And the only reason we can do it for this one is because Slayer came out and said it, you know? We knew it, what happened, though. We didn't need Slater to say what his intentions were. We could all read exactly what had happened in terms of the actual yeah. final hit. You know, we might not have known what happened in the lead-up to it, um, but we could see it was, it was a deliberate bounce um, too far away to actually, you know, be close to a hit so it wasn't a miscalculation and then the defense left was just so low that a lot of people could take acres from him well yeah i mean but look at the comparison with the round with uh danae against you know gothia right me against gothia where the bgs came out and explicitly said hey we're gonna give murph the round by hit trading with you guys right so they're deliberately feeding you guys a bunch of acres right which i think is the same situation but those acres were kept Right, so I think keep all acres all the time and turn down the bitching. Right, that's that'd be my overall impression. There's a big difference in that though, because 
the acres that they were getting gained in that were on hit trades. So you're losing casualties both sides every time. So you can't say, you know, we just purely benefited you when, you know. No, but you can. If you read the rule, like Sly keeps going on and on about reading that rule, right? If you were to take that rule to letter of the law, then all of those hits would have been outlawed, right? Because he's deliberately feeding another realm that isn't himself. He's not benefiting himself at all, right? By feeding you guys literally thousands of acres. Well, I think hundreds, but he's also, he's doing no, it. He's, no, he's no. You, go, you go add up all those acres, you're, you're in the thousands of acres. That's how much craziness is going on with those yeah, acres. Yeah, I think it's definitely a four-figure number. So I don't anyway. like seeing double standards, right? Like, if you want to keep acres in the game, I'm all for that all the time, right? I what, think I, that's a, what I think is important is that you don't take away from players' decisions. I mean... I get that it's not maybe not the best decision for the game as a whole, but I still want players to be able to make these kind of decisions and not be be forced into um, because why are there flex races like this, like like lizard or like to an extent is is the same thing or dwarf for example, races that have great flex and whose decision might just be to to do that and. Uh, but you can yeah. do it to help your own realm. You know, you can, you can, if you've got a realm mate that's going to benefit from that protection, then, then it's fine. It's when it's helping out someone else. So what we're kind of getting to a slippery slope of is you can essentially have two realms working together the whole way through the round against someone else. But I think eventually that kind of happens when you have one guy on top, right? It's just not said verbally. It's just like, okay, well, this guy's on top. I mean, you look at the war that, that I did against seven and four jumped in on it. Right. It wasn't coordinated or anything. It's just, that's just what culminates when you have somebody clearly in a top position, you have other realms working for the same common goal, right? It's not explicitly said, it's just like common sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's then the, the difference between um, directly helping someone by taking down the competition or hurting the competition to um, sort indirectly. And then, to actually directly hand in acres to them. So you're not just pulling someone down, you're actually boosting the other people right back up. I think that, yeah. I think it's fine when, especially with fast attackers, when you have this threat of someone taking over the round. I'm kind of more on Murph's side on this because uh, I think this implied uh, alliancing or, or ganging up on someone also helps to balance out the game, helps to keep the round interesting. Because if no one would uh, ever do anything, then things would just play out the way uh, that uh, someone gains a lead and, uh, and they run with it. But uh, this way, you kind of have yeah, kind of a natural balance of, of things where, where people understand that someone is uh, yeah, much more of a threat than, than someone else. And uh, they, yeah, they take measures together, even without coordinating and uh, about the the part that, uh, yeah. that my real didn't that didn't benefit just just how it, how to how the round played out i mean our leak our like got killed early and yeah there was just we didn't have the 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 best most efficient strategies to to come up late so i also said it in uh, in the dominion discord that if there was anyone in our realm that I thought would still have a chance at winning, I would not have uh, gone for this, but... Yeah, I think the way what it boils down out... to is, I think that rule 3D or whatever it is, I think it should just be eliminated, right? I think you should give players the choice. If they want to be crazy and suicidal, you know what? Let it be crazy and suicidal, right? It's all part of the fun of the game, right? And, and ultimately, by taking acres out of the game, you're making it a lot less competitive environment for everybody else besides whoever's in realm seven, right? That's what it boils down to for me is, okay, well now, you know, it's less exciting now going down the stretch, right? Yeah, I agree. But then again, do you not see that there's a difference between a suicide and taking acres from the person and kind of doing that, that whole impact to, to essentially just removing all your defense so that other people can take it. But you're, you're kind of arguing the same point here, just that the difference is you're taking acres 
as opposed to not taking acres and just taking troops, right? The outcome is both the same. You you die either way, right? And you're feeding people either way. The the thing that interests me is because I've read that a lot on the Dominion Discord. Do you think? Do you actually think that it would have made a difference if it wasn't a bounce and I actually managed to take? I think it would have been like around 400 acres. If I actually didn't bounce and got to hit him, take 400 acres off the him, or, and this would be the the other case, if I just suicided someone else successfully, and like someone who just wasn't involved, like, let's take the the most extreme example, I just go for some explorer, uh, farm out in the same way, suicide him, leave the same defense, but I gain like 250 or something acres. And do you think that actually is different? Because some people are, are claiming that it would have been different if I didn't bounce, if it wasn't just an intentional race as opposed to a successful suicide. Because and to, to me, me that's, that's the lunacy, right? That's the lunacy yeah. that you think you're Marie Antoinette and you can think you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Both outcomes are exactly the same. The attacker dies, right? They're not exactly the same though. And, and here's here's the main difference with it. Is if you're the like, your responsibility is to defend suicides from other people. So if he's allowed himself to be hit, then that's essentially a mistake on his part. There's no way that he can defend a full suicide covering the 15% gap. That's just impossible. Just It wouldn't work to be able to do. Whereas if he's made that mistake and he's allowed himself to be suicided, then it also it means that maybe other people are more likely to kind of jump on as well if they can and pull him down. Just by having a pure raise, it's there's no even slight um, gain for the person that's done the raise. There's no benefit for them whatsoever. All it does is just feed other acres to someone else. And in the same way, if you yeah, if you suicided an explorer who had nothing to do with it, you could claim if you thought that you know, your, your gain in acres would match up against the loss in acres, potentially. That is um, that is more arguable. Um, but you're still essentially just deciding to feed feed some competition, choosing who's going to get all your acres, and really just kind of giving them a gift, which is helping out. So that's kind of, in my mind, that's like alliance activity. It's not so much bringing someone down, it's boosting other people up, and, and you're choosing which people to get boosted up. And, but that's interesting that you'd said earlier in the podcast that you enjoy being the kingmaker, right? So, you know, when you call when you call a spade a spade, it's still a goddamn spade, you know. But again, I wouldn't. And I did not choose anyone. I I knew there were a limited amount of dominions that could break me on that suicide. I still didn't leave horrendously no defense for like for like everyone to break me, as as we could see because. The, the hits were actually, I mean, I did lose uh, like 1.4k or 1.3k acres, but um, not everyone could break me. So I did not choose anyone. I, I didn't uh, coordinate with anyone to, to hit me at that spot. I just, I also sent at the beginning of the hours to give everyone the same, same chance. And then whoever comes first, comes first. But you knew the guys before were going to be some of them because... Of the people that could hit you, a bunch of them were in realm, were in that realm. Yeah, that's definitely true. I I was aware that uh, most of the echoes would probably probably go to four, but there was still the ten dwarf that might have got in first. There was still the one uh, the the dark elf in one that might have come in first. So I did. I'm just I'm just trying to to say that. I didn't uh, coordinate with four or anything. I, they they obviously would be uh, benefactors of this, but I didn't I didn't arrange for them to be the main benefactors. Okay, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have, uh, have spoken labored on that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and my perspective is just why take acres out of the game based on people that want to do crazy things. Right, just keep the acres in the game, eliminate that rule, and just move forward. Right, like because this is what we have to talk about now is, you know, what, how do we feel about this rule, and and 
you know, the gray area that it is, right? Because it seems to go whichever way the winds blow at times, right? The rules have to be updated. They they just have to be more clear on this because right now it's just, as we already said before, it's it's a gray area and we have to kind of, yeah, as a community, yeah, get to a, get to a point where where we want the game to be and what we want that rule to be. I do agree with Murph that I think it should be in the player's uh, decision to do with their dominion what they want to do, even if, if it is suiciding for no apparent gain for their own dominion or their real me's and, and peck mates. But, well, yeah, uh, I mean, and you can just see, like, my realmy just did that exact scenario, right? He just went off, didn't talk to us at all. He just decided to full-on suicide somebody, and he got railed. But, Rio, what's what's your, I guess, idea, or what would you want to see moving forward with that rule? Because, you know, it can just be interpreted 15 different ways. So I think I think there's an element where you have to make a judgment on if it's a, a deliberate farm out or not. I think if anyone's getting significantly easy acres in a situation like that, you know, if you're sending like 75% of the offense needed on a normal hit onto something like that, I don't see why it can't just be reduced to, to 50% gain or, or 75% gain. Um, because you are essentially getting a hit that you most likely wouldn't have had beforehand. Um, so I'm okay with the kind of decision that was made. Or if you just say, you know what, this looked like a deliberate farm out. Let's just roll back the acres if we can. It's it's too difficult. It's, it's going to remain gray area either way. I think you do need to have some kind of limit on what you're prepared to allow players to get away with. Otherwise, it's just going to just you just allow it to turn into a bit of carnage with people just doing whatever they want. I do like the idea that people can suicide. Um, I especially like the idea that people can kind of threaten suicide for their realmates to benefit. Um, so I don't think we need to take that out. And I really do think that there's a difference between a successful suicide on the top that really the top dominion should be um, defending against. So if they left themselves open to it, then I think that's kind of on them. Um, but just a, just a random farm out to kind of hand out acres all over the place, I, I don't like. I don't want that to be encouraged. Right. So you want the rules to be applied evenly throughout the game space, right? No matter if you're at the top or if you're at the bottom, right? You want to have consistency, right? Is that what you're kind of saying? I think so. I do think there's an element to, like, I wouldn't, if there's a low-level player um, who's like, you know, like your realmate who just sent out and got hit four times or something because they didn't know better or they just kind of got frustrated with it. I wouldn't lock their account at all. I don't think they're doing anything malicious. Whereas when it's the very top people, um, I think that locking is probably the right thing because it, it's round breaking. It kind of, it changes the entire dynamic. So, um, but if I was in the middle or, or at the bottom and getting extremely cheap acres, I'd be fine with having those reduced down a little bit um, for the same reason that I made a hit that I probably wouldn't have been able to before. So uh, having a slight reduction is probably a fair balance. Agree on that. I think the how this was handled, I think it's perfect. 75% of the hit to to go to the Dominions is... It's still a hit to them. They they don't get the full, full three acres. And I mean, they did also spend... A reasonable amount of offense. It's not like I was, as I said before, completely uh, a completely free hit. Like they had to send nothing, and I think seventy five percent is fine. I do think uh, these kind of hits, if they serve uh, benefit to your realm, they should definitely not be not be touched at all. But uh, yeah. Once your realm and the dominion doesn't benefit at all, I kind of agree with uh, at least reducing them in some way, um, just to at least discourage discourage doing it in in a little bit. Because I also don't want to live in a world where where everybody is running this strategy and and it just goes free every time and everyone is just running suicidal uh, offense and and we have a situation where. Where 
everyone is just suiciding everyone and and uh, things get completely chaotic. No, I agree. Um, Murph, do you have any um, any final thoughts? I just like people having the personal choice to be crazy. You know, to me, that's the fun element, you know, because so much of this game is predictable and it comes down to numbers, right? But the really unpredictable thing is the player's emotions, right? So I think if we start to say what you can feel and what you can think and what you can do, right, I think that is uh, is an overstretch. Okay. Um, I, th I think we've, uh, we've we talked it through quite a lot there. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we've actually come to any sort of conclusions, or we've just effectively just talked ourselves into the, the same spot that we were in uh, when we first came into this. But uh, I do want to say uh, it's been great having kind of Slater to, to come in and to talk through the thought process, give a little bit more of the in-depth stuff as well for the early round. I think that was actually particularly insightful. Um, I, I especially like the idea of that you just jumped into the war early on um with realm seven just uh because he's well essentially to to protect one of your own and it had a completely kind of round shifting um effect if it stopped the war from then to four and just it it really has a bit of the, the butterfly effect on that so um yeah i really appreciate the the conversation and uh, a nice little debate that we've had yeah it's been a lot of fun and i just want to say thank you for coming on here with us and explaining your side of the story as the storyteller <laughs> I can just say uh, I've been happy to be on. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to yeah, kind of give my side of things, kind of hopefully redeem myself in the in the view of some of the community. I guess uh, this wasn't the best uh, yeah the best action to take in uh, in uh, in regards to my reputation, but uh, it's what I decided to do, and uh, yeah, still be playing the game, and uh, hopefully. Uh, have a little more more chill rounds in the future and maybe not not suicide anymore at least for a few well, rounds i think what we didn't really talk on at all is uh the fact that you you are a round winner and you you very very nearly came came back uh doing back to back as an attacker and an explorer which i don't think i'm not sure if anyone's ever had had a win in both attack and exploring in either open dominion or or classic so well carrie i thought carrie did yeah, she, right. she definitely had. I played with her in both of those rounds, so I should probably have remembered that one. Yeah, <laughs> your ears are burning there, pal. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, I think we're, we'll call it there. Um, much appreciated, and uh, see you next time. Yeah, thank you for having me.